Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Some Ugandan millennials contend that it's old-fashioned music, but its narrative-driven formula casting light on topical and social issues is intellect or call it wisdom colored by feeling and at times by hyperbole. Its music played on a steel string guitar is mind food, what some people in Buganda would call poetic thoughts that breathe and words that burn. At some point in the 70s, Idi Amin wanted it burned. If by now you haven't figured out what I'm talking about, have a listen here. Yes, you figured out by now that I'm talking about Kadungu Kamu music, Eli Wamala's creation. In recent years, some music pundists have argued that since genres like Afrobeat started resonating more with Ugandans, the bloom has steadily been falling off Kadungu Kamu's rose. The genre, they argue, is no longer as interesting or as exciting as it used to be in the years of old. But are these considered opinions or just rash conclusions that are standing in the light of Uganda's greatest musical genre as some people view it? Welcome, if you're plugged into this edition of my podcast, Richard Wetire is my name. In this podcast, I'll be building a conclusive case for Kadungu Kamu music, a genre that ostensibly was developed in the colonial period as a means to revive a crumbling Ganda cultural identity. To start off, let me give you a flavor of what real Kadongo Kamu music is supposed to sound like. Some of these extraordinary songs I'm about to premiere are only as old as you want them to be. Peter Cook, a British ethnomusicologist, in an article he wrote in the 50s about the musical scene in Uganda, stated that Kadongo Kamu music illustrates better than any other genre the interaction between Ugandan music and Western music, yet it's unique. There is no doubt that Kadungu Kamu music remains unique, but in recent years, some of its contemporary musicians have been cluttering its pure sound. The cross-fertilization of sounds meant to appeal and strike a chord with a younger audience have, however, not gone down well with some of the genre's followers. Through it all, Kadungu Kamu has not strayed from its purpose, which communicates traditional wisdom and morals through anecdotes, stories, and social commentary. Music critic Joseph Bate says at the height of its glory in the years of old, principally in the 60s, Kadungu Kamu music was loved on account of its poetic flavor, groove, and because the musicians had the courage of their convictions. Kadungu Kamu was loved because of the poetry, because of the prose, because of the social commentary, the messages embedded in the music, and people loved it. It was the most popular form of music. Kadungu Kamu artists would fill up Nakivo Stadium, mm. and mainstream artists would not do that. 
back in the day, a couple of years ago, that's what happened, what used to happen. Now, Kadonkamu, the word play is so important. The lyrical flow is so important, as is the tune and the rhythm, okay? But what makes Kadonkamu very beautiful are the messages. These guys, they are observant, they are critics, they have been shining lights on themselves, on a lot of social issues, which are very pleasant to listen to. And Kadonkamu is not for dancing, no. It is for listening. For most of the years, or for over 50 years, people would pay to go and sit down and listen to the music, listen to the word play. That made it very popular. But say argues that it's strong for Uganda's young millennials to label a genre which is authentically Ugandan as old-fashioned. The young audience, you know, they are mistakenly referring to Kadongo Kamu as old-fashioned. That is a very, very big mistake. America has its country music. We have our Kadongo Kamu and probably other styles of music. So what is old-fashioned and what is new-fashioned? This is our original sound, the first popular form of Ugandan music um, to be played on guitar and even recorded on vinyl. In recent years, there have been debates on whether Kadongo Kamu is still the most influential genre both within Buganda and beyond. From Bugisu, which is my homeland, I know the great Idima Sava and the late great Betty Nafuna putting their music on the Kadongo Kamu model. Seasoned journalist and law student David Lumu says the impact of the Kadongo Kamu genre through the years has been far-reaching. You've seen so many musicians uh, referring to Kadonkam and that explains why musicians uh, like Fred Sevata still strike a chord with the current masses and uh, the greater society. People like Vasude, you find lots of folks in parks, taxis, still listening to this deep kind of music that uh, shaped the 20th century of this country and beyond. Of course, within the East African trajectory, you'd see Saida Kaloli mix of pop and Kadonkam Singojita kind of relics. Journalist Nicholas Wasaja says the Kadongo Kamu musicians who rose to prominence in the genre's early days and managed to carve out a name for themselves were way ahead of their time with their song ideas. The way they coined their messages, it's a way ahead of their time. It used to be very thoughtful, or it is very thoughtful, and uh, they understand the social fabric. They are acclimated with the language that they use, and they understand the issues that surround them and how our society has evolved and what they want or what they think should be done. Radio host Zirava Muzale speaks glowingly of the genre's greats. Thank you for listening to this edition of my New Vision podcast. Join me for my next podcast next time round. You've been listening to the New Vision podcast. New Vision.